This week, we're discussing some rumors circulating around new tech from PlayStation. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast, a special Friday edition of the show. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who's had a PSP, a PlayStation Vita, a PSVR, and a PlayStation TV, a bit of a PlayStation uh, tech aficionado, if you will. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? To be clear, I did not have a PS TV. I have a PlayStation branded TV. Yeah. What did I say? Didn't they make like... Yeah, that yeah, was like a set top yeah, box video yeah. that was called PSTV. Yeah, you're right. Never got my hands on one of those. Yeah, me neither. And that's actually a, a great accessory to have with uh with with owning a Vita. I was gonna. I had the opportunity to buy one. Yep. Many years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, evidently, it can't play every game or something like that. Oh, okay. Correctly, so I decided not to. Like, I think Uncharted, Golden Abyss was an example of that because it had so many. Like, I don't know if you remember, you had to like look at maps by holding your Vita up to a light, and it had to be a really fucking bright light. I vaguely remember that. So I think that game like didn't work for us. Like, okay, probably not worth it. Um. I thought about using it for like remote play within the house, but PlayStation remote play is so dog shit that I didn't bother. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like buying the weird tech. So I have a 3D PlayStation branded TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my uh, only big missing piece that I hope to get before I die is uh, PSP Go. PSP Go. Something that I have managed to get a hold of sure did my issue is i had an opportunity to buy it many times for like less than fifty dollars uh-huh and now anytime you see it over fifty dollars you're kind of just like uh yeah yep yep yeah (laughs) i had one in my hands at gamestop they wanted fifty dollars and like a regular used psp was like about that price and i was like uh I don't really need this for $50. Um, and then I had somebody like right when they announced that the um, PSP Go, like you weren't going to be able to download um, games from okay. the, the store and you had to like get it on a PS3 or a PC and then like export it over. Yeah. I tried to get somebody on Goodwill to sell me one, but they wanted like $75. And I was like, it's just going to be a paperweight in a couple of weeks, dude. Like, sell it for less. And he told me to screw off. Rightfully so. Yeah. I was definitely trying to swindle him. But, yeah. So here I am. PSP Goless. Mm-hmm. PSP Goless in Seattle. Yeah. Great Sorry. Move. I didn't mean to dox you like that. Yeah. Don't come to Seattle. <laughs> Don't come find me. Um. Yeah, where I I had that like realization where it's just like we we both combined do really have like a majority of the ancillary, right? Like, you know, the handhelds and like 
the the outside of just the console, you know, kind of have like the more, you know, I put air quotes around it, gimmicky things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have the new pro controller, which is, you know, I'd, I'd classify that as somewhat gimmicky, right? It's not, it's not necessary sure. for the actual like playing on a console. Uh, to your point about the remote play, I, I will say that I've done the remote play on my phone a few times, you know, going to the bathroom, taking a little, little poo and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I got MLB up. I'll, I'll continue doing some sell orders or, you know, sort my inventory if I'm playing a game like that. Right. Where it's just like, I can't, I can't actually like play because I don't have like the analogs and stuff. Like it's all on screen and I, I just can't do that because I suck. But, uh. It actually surprisingly runs really smooth. I feel like, um, maybe that's just me, but uh, I mean, my experience is from yes, last generation, right? From multiple years ago. Yeah, and um, so that's what I'm kind of saying is like I feel like it might have gotten revamped. So I hope so. Yeah, because I feel like it's really explain fairly a lot what we are seeing in recent news. It it will indeed, but before we get into that. Before we talk about uh what's what what playstation might be up to tell me about your weekend games you're gonna be sad no i won't yeah i'm talking well, to you how tra- could i be sad yeah that's true it was a travel week for me so i didn't really play anything mm-hmm. um i did play a little bit of chinatown detective agency i ended up buying it nice um it was like 15 dollars with the game pass discount which i think i talked about before yep once a game is like leave a game pass yeah you get it for a pretty significant discount um, i think this was like 40 percent off or something like that so i got it um it's a game i really want to play um yeah, hopefully i'll just continue playing through it um, but that's about it i played a couple games of madden mostly because i didn't have time to play anything else <laughs> but i do have other news about a piece of hardware that i bought Okay. And before you ask, no, it's not a Series S. Okay. Okay. Is it? Is it a PS5? Is it PSVR? Well, wait. If you bought PSVR, that wouldn't make sense. Unless. Unless you bought a PS5 and you bought PSVR too. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? No. Okay, I was going to say. You think I have $1,000 to piss away? Well, no, I don't. But also, I one, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. Secondly, uh, uh, I, 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 I was just saying because that's how you were leading. And I was, I, was, I was getting nervous that you didn't tell me. And I was like, maybe our friendship isn't as strong as I once thought it was. <laughs> because how, how would I not have known? <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to be mad that I didn't tell you about my other purchase before the podcast. So we're all kind of, we're all kind of learning this together, but also you're still going to learn this a day before everyone else. Okay. Um, no, I did not buy a PSVR and I don't suggest that anybody buy a PSVR because they're probably going to slice the price on it. Something I was going to talk about in, in a few, but yes. Okay. Then I will hold off. Uh, I bought a controller. Oh, because I am just, I don't have a thousand dollars to spend on a PS5 and a PSVR, but fuck, if Xbox comes out with a new controller, what's eighty dollars at the end of the day? We all have our vices. Yeah. So you bought a new Xbox I have controller. Have my vices, but 
I did. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but they came out with one this week for pre-order. Uh huh. I did. You know what? Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 For Earth Day. I'm and <clears throat> it comes with, or it is made out of, uh, if I remember correctly, recycled uh, CDs. Oh. Okay. And uh, parts from recycled Xbox controllers, and I and I think just like generally other plastics. Yeah, I see like water jugs. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really cool, and honestly, it's kind of hitting all my color schemes. It looks eerily similar to the custom uh, Xbox design yes. controller I made. I yeah so. I did see about this and I just pulled it up again. And I, that's what the first thing I was going to say is I love, I love the colorway of this thing. It's just very interesting. It's just got different greens in there. You have like almost like a greenish blue on the back and like a, like a gold and, and gray on the back as well. Uh, it's very satisfying to look at though. I do really yeah. enjoy it. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. I'm. So I'm I couldn't uh, couldn't turn that down. That's how I'm celebrating Earth Day. It also it's also nice because it comes with a rechargeable battery pack, which uh, you can't have enough of those. Yes, for sure. Uh, what's the battery? Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe we, I'm sure we have because I've brought up that the the PS5 controller's battery life is is real bad. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess are the Xbox controllers still batteries like? Unless you they, have a battery pack, or do they all come with a battery pack? Uh, they primarily just come with batteries. Okay. Um, this is the first one I've seen in a while that's like actually launching with a battery pack. Like, there's no other option. Uh-huh. You can like go on the Microsoft Store and they sell bundles, or even like Best Buy sells bundles of the rechargeable packs and then the controllers as well. Um. So this is the first one that I've bought that comes with the pack. I have two of them already. Um, and they're nice. They don't last quite as long as double A's. Right. But I was actually going to buy these for each of my controllers, but then I decided to buy just like regular rechargeable double A's. Like I got a, a pack of like 30 of them or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was like $25 for that pack. And these recharge packs are around that price alone. That makes sense. And the the individual double A's tend to last a lot longer than these packs. And then you just recharge them, go grab a fresh pair and throw them in. So I I just found that to be a little more effective. Yeah. Still nice to have. Nice that I can just plug this in and be done with it. Well, that's cool. I'm a sucker for... I'm 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 all in on uh different colorways of controllers. I mean, I, I honestly somewhat grateful that uh Sony doesn't have a design lab because like you know what? Yeah, I, I'm actually cool if you just curate colors for me. They've done a pretty good job with the colors they've released. Like I love the I got like the sky blue one that they put out. Love that. Mm-hmm. And then they've got like also that was released at that time they have like this like nice like magenta or pink uh but it's like a, it's like a it's like a dark and like deep pink 
uh not yeah. like a hot not like a hot pink but I, I love the look of that um they've done some good ones they've done like the classic all black which it like just the i love i love the two-tone colorway of the ps5 but i've seen people like change the face plates and just make it all black like you know basically every past uh first release console has been since the ps2 right um and yeah. there's just something about like that it just feels like very like okay yeah that's that just that just feels more sony um but yeah i'm i'm like a sucker for getting all the different controllers now it's one of those things that's nice because i love buying hardware i don't know why cuz i like i don't <laughs> need half the shit i buy <laughs> but like you know 60 70 dollars every like I'm trying to think of the last. I think the last Xbox controller I bought was a. I can't remember if it was the 20th anniversary or the custom one I got, but I got them in rather quick succession of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, not including the one that I bought for Justine this past year. But like getting a new controller like every year and a half to two years is just like it kind of um, itches that scratch of getting new hardware. Yeah, nice little, nice little dopamine kick of like uh retail therapy yeah and now it's like okay well i, I at least didn't buy a series s for no reason yeah but that also would have when I... felt good yeah <laughs> it, it would have it sure would have yeah that's why that's why i i said i think back during the holidays where it's just like i'm just gonna keep asking like when somebody's like what do you want for for christmas or whatever it's just like I don't want or need anything so i'm just gonna ask for a controller because it feels like the most like easy to like bullet to bite for somebody where it's just like yeah i'll buy you a controller no questions asked exactly and then you know it's hard to mess up because it's like a very physical thing you can literally like generally not an xbox i guess but with playstation see it through the box and know you're getting the right thing Mm -hmm. but like if you have like i think we both have those people in our lives who are like i want to get you like gifting is their love language mm-hmm. and it's like they know that you like video games and like you can't play video games without the thing they're getting you so they kind of find worth in that too and it, it all works out really well yeah yeah also just all about me and you know give me stuff right <laughs> um all right so not a not a super busy week though for you but 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 a nice little Nice little hardware buy. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I I admittedly didn't have a very exciting week either. Uh, we had some people visiting, so almost like a travel week. Uh, I did play some MLB The Show, obviously, because I wake up at ungodly times. Um, mm-hmm. So something to kind of kill the time. But uh, we had the GameCube busted out, and we were playing. Uh, we were playing some backyard baseball on there, and uh, we also played Mario Party Seven, which we had played with you when when Shelby and I came and visited, and um, uh, just absolute straight dominance by by myself uh, as Waluigi. Uh, I had seven stars to i think second place had four when 
we went into bonus stars and then I proceeded to get all three bonus stars. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, Shelby and I had a conversation before beforehand outside of the living room. I was like, I don't really want to play Mario Party. She was like, why? You don't want to dominate? And I kind of was like looking at her like, yeah, <laughs> kind of. And and like the typical Mario Party stuff, like I said, when we've talked about Mario Party in the past, it was the typical thing of like, just dumb luck stuff happened, right? And it's just like, I don't have any, I like, I couldn't have controlled this. Like th- there was no skill involved here. Like when I win the mini games, it's like, okay, I deserved that. But like, when it's just like nonsense because of how I rolled a die, it's just like, then I feel bad because I'm just so naturally good at a game of luck. But anyway, so that was fun. Mario Party 7 is is a lot of fun. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. The game that we played, I was like, okay, all right. Had some good mini games and stuff. And then when we played it uh, last night or two nights ago, I was like, damn, this is like giving me all the nostalgia because you and I played like with our brothers, we played Mario Party 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I ever played Mario Party 5. And I know like Shelby and I had played Mario Party 6 a few times. Uh, but but regardless, like what what I had known was like Mario Party Four, uh, and Seven has like that same feel because it's on the GameCube. But like it's just it just feels like it has so much more. Maybe it's like nostalgia bias or something. But like it just feels so much better and feels like it has so much more than these like Switch versions that have come out. Um, and yeah, it's made me really like yearn for that some more. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Switch ones have felt pretty empty. Don't get me wrong. I really like Superstars. Um, but I, and we've talked about this before, but we're at a point where we're just like going through the mini games because we've done all the maps. Right. So. And, and you feel like just, they, they took out the fun of Mario Party, which is like, is those long games by making them so like truncated and short and like fast play. That's just like, I love that that option exists. Something that should have been in the old games. But, like, again, there's something satisfying about, like, doing a 50-turn game or, like, even the one that we did was 25 turns, and it was long, and it was, it was an adventure, but, like, it was, it was so much fun. So, anyway. That's, I think it, though. Maybe, maybe Cult of the Lamb. I can't remember when we recorded and when I last streamed, so there might have been some Cult of the Lamb in there. Still a great game. Um... But yeah. Very nice. Yeah. But now we have a rumor. I guess is how we want to go about this. So, you know, we have to take stuff with a grain of salt. And it does come from Tom Henderson again, who was the one when we talked about these mid potential midlife upgrades for the consoles the current gen consoles uh he was also the one to break that news uh or or rumor and so i think you and i both both sit in the same boat of like we're a little skeptical Mm -hmm. uh when we see stuff from him but he does have a decent track record in the past so it's tough it's yeah go ahead yeah I don't want to say too much because I've generally liked his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like since he's been getting more involved with this particular brand that he's getting involved with, 
it's been a lot of shock factor things. So yeah, I only feel I only feel compelled to say that because this is now back to back stories where people are like, okay, like it's very contentious. Yeah, well, this one is uh, claiming that Sony is working on a handheld once again. It's been a lot of, you know, every, what, six months to a year, somebody remembers that the Vita was a thing and tweets about it and it gets traction for all of a week and then it goes into not existing anymore once again. Uh, And so I saw this and immediately was just like, oh, here we go. And I started looking at it and started getting more of the information around it. And, you know, I kind of said to you where I can actually kind of see a path here. If somebody told me like, oh, they're making the PS Vita 2, I'd be like, fuck you. No, they aren't. I don't believe you. Get bent. Other words uh, to, to, you know, showcase my emotions. Uh, but this is like claiming that it's basically going to just be like a remote play device. Um and that, like, to me, in my, like, brain, I'm like, okay, I can maybe see them doing that. Uh, I mean, remote play is something that they've, for the most part, been kind of pushing quite a bit. Uh, you know, they, I think, revamped the computer app for it. And I know they partnered. It's not... It's not Sony like made, but they partnered with um you're gonna know the brand. Uh but the the Backbone. two Yeah, yeah, that, that attached to your phone. Yeah. Um that effectively like turn into uh they're like both halves of a effectively a dual sense controller, but for yeah, your phone. Backbone. Um so I know there's been like stuff like that. Um And yeah, I, I, again, I couldn't see them going full in and basically making a switch, um, but making a switch that allows you to play your PS5, but in your hands completely, I, I, you know, again, I, it makes sense. I can see it. I can see them going for this. Mm -hmm. Do we, before I share my thoughts... Do we know if this is going to be 5G enabled at all or rumored to be 5G enabled? I have not seen anything about 5G. I have seen that it will require a um it will require an online connection at all times. Which and, makes sense with the streaming yeah. device. Yep. And I believe though it was Benji Sales who said, and I, I actually didn't know this, and I actually didn't I didn't try this myself, so uh, I don't know if you know for sure, but he said that uh, it still would be portable as long as you have an internet connection. Um, that makes sense. But like, it doesn't need to be on the same internet as the PS5, which mm -hmm. I didn't, which I didn't realize. I I thought they had to share the network to to have that, that like connectivity. No, you just need to have. Uh, universal plug and play turned on on your router and you can access it from wherever. So 
there you have it but um on the ps3 you had to be on the same internet because okay well yeah you had to be on the same internet or like with the psp it had like a direct connection that you could do as well um yeah yeah so i don't know but yeah i don't know if 5g lte all that stuff i don't know if any of that's going to be a thing or not but Mm -hmm. that is the one thing is that it's not a cloud streaming device it it is just a device to be able to control your ps5 with so but you need to have an internet connection to be able to do that Mm -hmm. so i think this is my thought if it's not 5g enabled whoever is excited about this better own a fucking wii u Yes. Yes. Um, Because that's what it is, right? Like, basically? If if, if it's not within certain bounds, like, okay, you go to a friend's house and you have this device and you're on their Wi-Fi, like, obviously that's not what the Wii U did. But if you're using this, like, you look at that Logitech G Play Mm -hmm. or whatever it was called. It was a prime example of that. It's like, this is basically no good, or it's, it, it is without a, without a doubt, no good unless you're on Wi-Fi because it doesn't have 5G. Right. So you kind of get into the, well, what's the point realm with that? Okay, you can go to a friend's house and maybe stream your, your console. You know, that depends on your friend's internet, your house internet, whatever. Um, 5G is at least like, again, within certain bounds, reliably consistent. Um, you're obviously not going to get, you know, 150 up and 60 down if you're in the middle of the fucking woods, but, um, so that's my, my first thought is if this is just Wi-Fi enabled, I think you're getting into Wii U territory, which obviously didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my, honestly, one, I, 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 I don't see any bounds to this argument, so I feel like and it's working because we're talking about it. And, you know, Brad Sam's talked about it too. A lot of people are talking about it. You know, there really is no proof that this is even a thing. Right. Um, so take that into consideration. But for the sake of talking about it, um, I think it's an interesting, let's assume it's real. It's 5G enabled. I think it's an interesting take. So we talk about cloud gaming a lot mm-hmm. um you know, xbox has their platform microsoft being the company behind xbox nvidia has their platform nvidia has a really strong cloud computing platform that's used for other purposes amazon streaming platform also has a cloud platform for business will include google in it had stadia big infrastructure for cloud computing sony does not have that infrastructure mm-hmm. and you know whether we like it or not i think cloud gaming is going to become more of a, a front in gaming so let's assume this is real i think this is kind of their foray into that is we don't own these massive data centers we don't want to contract out because you can't play our games on a fucking pc anyway because we don't care about that you all have a little mini server in your house you have internet access your own cloud computing from your own resources. I think that would make a lot of sense. And I think, you know, if this is real, that's kind of the the mindset behind it. Yeah. I mean, 
what when it comes to cloud they rely on microsoft's infrastructure now i believe that's what we we saw that in an article like not long ago right right isn't azure yeah azure Microsoft? is there yeah i can um, remember if it was azure aws but yeah i think you're right i think it's azure yeah uh yeah i mean i th- i think to just dial it back to what you said it's it's worth talking about but the problem is we have no idea if it's actually real or not and to that point as well and this is this is what like throws even more skepticism at it for me is that we have a history of sony patenting things right and then nothing comes of it and Mm -hmm. this was something that they patented they i remember we talked about it they patented a effectively a switch style controller where it was uh, you know a, a device that was a dual uh i guess it was probably at the time a dualshock 4 looking mm-hmm. but the middle was a screen um and you know nothing came of it until potentially now um i you know we've talked about how many different Sony patents, you know, because they 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 have these like cool ideas and they're fun to talk about, but then you just you talk about them and then you forget about them and then nothing happens. And just recently, uh, as well as within this week, um, there's a rumor that Sony is or PlayStation is tinkering with heating and cooling within controllers. I don't know if you saw about that. I didn't. Um. And so it would be basically environmental tie-ins. So similar to how they're trying to make it more realistic when you're pressing down on the gas pedal and, and drawing back on a bowstring. Um, if you are walking through, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, a an area that makes you, you know, God of, think of God of War, right? Like you go, you travel to these different realms and, you know, you're in a, you're in like, a realm that's uh, extremely hot or extremely cold and there's lava or there's tons of snow, your controller will actually change temperature in your hands to like convey that feeling. It's so funny to me. I don't know if you remember this or not, but in the PS3 era, Sony published a patent for... um, essentially anxiety sensing and people said this was going to like de facto be in the DualShock 4. They said like the PS4 is going to ship with this feature. It's going to have it. Essentially what it is, is it's got little heart rate sensors, which like not a novel technology, like these are everywhere, Um, especially treadmills, especially uh, essentially are playing your game and like if you're playing Call of Duty, I think was the, um, the main example because Modern Warfare 2 was like the big game when this was a thing. Like the higher your heart rate, the more like scope sway you'd have in game. Mm-hmm. And nothing ever came of that. And like people were so certain that that was going to be a controller feature in the PS4 era. Right. It just reminds me of that. Yeah. So I mean, like, is the idea like, uh, uh, you know, cool i guess right like sure Mm -hmm. that's it's it's neat like 
I'm all for anything to make it more immersive. Um, it, it, do I also feel like it's extremely unnecessary? Yes, definitely. Definitely the heating and cooling one is extremely unnecessary. Um, especially if I'm without power. Well, if I'm without power, I don't know how I'd be playing my PS5. Well, no, if I'm without power and I hook up a generator, the thing I'm going to hook up to the generator is my PS5 and the TV. So this is yeah. a fair example. Um, but I don't have heat. Uh, but I have to play God of War and I'm in the cold area. I don't want my controller to get cold because I'm already potentially going into like hypothermia. Right. And you don't want your controller to uh, battery to last one hour instead of three. Right. <laughs> uh so so that like comes out right and i think i saw that after this maybe i saw it before but like again that's just like the other thing that makes me just kind of go like you know like they they always come up with these like fairly cool ideas and you get so excited for them and then nothing comes of them because that's just how things go it's like it's not it's neither good or bad i'll say but mm-hmm. you know it, you get talking about it just enough to to forget about the last one and then another one comes out and you're like, oh my God, this would be awesome. And then nothing comes of it. Again, and, I sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because I think what I'm going to say is kind of my de facto stance on this whole thing. Sure. So, I mean, I see a realm where like this whole like potentially remote play controller is like a legitimate thing. I mean, I think, uh, you know, again, with the Switch and now the Steam Deck, there's clearly, um, and, and the, there's been other devices as well, but to point out those two that have been very successful, there's clearly a uh, push, desire, again, once again, to have your gaming in your hands. Um, and so I can see a realm where they, like, they, they actually think this is a good idea and are actually actively doing it. And I think it's smart if they do. Like, you know, I would love for it to be a Vita and not not simply be a way for me to play my ps5 but i'll take what i can get i guess um if i if i can if i can like i said earlier when i was talking about the remote play but if i could actually just go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet and just play a game of mlb the show instead of having to work the market amazing you know if if i decide i want to go to bed but it's mostly just i want to lay down because i'm a sloth but I don't want to actually give up playing. I can just go play in bed. You know, it's, it's the it's the awesome part of having a switch. Um, so I see a path where this makes sense, and they're doing it, and and it's going to be a thing. But at the same time, track record and all that tells me not to be surprised when this goes by the wind and. You know, instead we're left with, I don't know, what's the other thing they can do? Uh, a PS5 controller that does actually toast your bread. Right. And butters it for you. That's a benefit I'd pay for. <laughs> I think I'm getting more and more jaded to technology. The more and more that companies come out and say like this is absolutely the direction we have to head in and i'm a big cloud computing fan in general i love the idea of cloud gaming 
but do you know what cloud gaming will never and like whatever um associated accessories whether it be like a dedicated portable controller or whatever do you know what that will never beat the tender touch of a woman i wouldn't know what that feels like so <laughs> but honestly really close to nintendo switch yes I just, I, I love technology innovation. I think everyone knows that about me at this point. I, I just, and, and, you know, let's have this conversation again in 2030 when, you know, the infrastructure is there to like actually say, okay, I'm going to have this, um, you know, PlayStation portable console that can only stream from my PlayStation eight or whatever. And I guess it would only be like the PS6 at that point. <laughs> but like, it just needs to be simple. It needs to be as easy as walking up, picking mm -hmm. up a switch from a dock mm -hmm. and your game being there. And I understand that we need to take these small steps right. to get there. But if you're Sony, and I think this is Xbox's philosophy, and I think this is why we'll never see an Xbox portable is that your R&D should not be in building physical devices. There are other companies that want to do that, that are good at that. Let them do that. Build the infrastructure that is good for other companies to build that hardware. Mm -hmm. And... But will Sony ever, will PlayStation ever actually, uh, like, truly, like, want to give that up, you think? Give what up? Like, give up being the ones to actually, like, make the, the hardware and devices and stuff like that. Like, it just doesn't it's, seem I, like something that they're willing to do. I don't think it's about giving it up. I think it's about waiting until the right time. Mm -hmm. uh, we just, like, I, I feel like everyone is just so jaded to the gimmicks. And I think VR is... Um, such a great example of that psvr was in my opinion really good mm -hmm. psvr 2 from what i understand really good and people still don't care and i understand like you can have the conversation about price range and how that's out of touch and all of that but like it, it's still just a party trick right. people just want to be able to pick up a controller and play a game on the TV and then when they want to go to bed they want to like just take that game that physical game and go play it and not have to jump through hoops and yep. be able to put it down and not have set up and all this stuff and not have to worry about internet going out right where I'm going with this is if you want a portable solution it needs to be native So work on literally building a uh, Vita 2. Um, and, and again, this is just kind of where Nintendo has this insane advantage where you only have to buy one game. And I understand Sony tried to do like, oh, well, if you buy it for console, yeah. you also get it for, for portable. That was a licensing nightmare, and I don't think it really worked out for developers because um, they had to develop two games and they were only getting paid for one, you know? Um, I don't know. 
I don't I guess I don't know what the solution is, but I don't think it's something like this. Yeah. And you brought up the you brought up the PSVR and that was going to be kind of my last like wrap up with this is like we don't have a price point for this what this device is going to cost. And that's something that I think they have to be like really smart about because like you know, a PSVR 2 it's tough to say. Is it truly just the price point? Or like you said, is it the fact that it's a party trick that not enough people care about? How much is it? $550? Five, $550 for the headset and the required connections alone, I think. So and two controllers. So if it's if it would have been, do you sorry to put you on the spot, but do you remember what PSVR had cost? I want to say it was two ninety nine without the move controllers and the camera. Perfect. So let's just say three hundred though for PSVR two. If it would have been three hundred dollars, how much better would have it sold? I can't imagine much better. I'm not going to say that sales. So let's essentially say that it's half the price that it is. I'm not going to say that sales are, would be double what they currently are, which right. is what they projected. Right. There's and just no way. Two million in sale, two million units in sales in the first year, and now the projection is one. Like, I still don't think he would have made that up. Right. The people who bought it were going to buy it almost regardless of the price. Now, at some point, you would price enough people out of it, but. And that's exactly what happened with the Vita. I mean, the Vita wasn't cheap. That was also what, like, 250, 300? I think it was 250 for the Wi Fi and 300 for the 3G model. Okay. That yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah, I well, mean, like, yeah, portable gaming at that point was kind of on the way out. I mean, a Switch costs three hundred, right? And that actually is like it docks and can be portable. Mm-hmm. So, so where I come around on this is like, if this ends up being a real thing, it's not. It doesn't have five G, right? Like you can't take it with you, like it. Or you can't really take it on the go. You can, but you know, not to the extent of a Switch or or even a Vita. What the hell is the price point going to be of this thing? Right? I think this has to be at par with the DualSense Edge, or else there's no way anybody buys it. If it's Wi-Fi only, yeah. So I think it. If it's Wi-Fi only, I think it's going to be two hundred. Which is, I think, what a DualSense Edge is. My opinion is it should be one. If you want adoption, it should be 100. For the Wi-Fi only one? For the Wi-Fi only. Okay. Now, if you want to get into like actually having a 5G enabled console, you know, then I think it's reasonable to ask, you know, 200, 250. You know, it's it's essentially what it's going to be is a cheap Android phone with controllers attached. Mm Mm-hmm. Those really aren't that expensive to manufacture. Um, especially when people have the option of adding like a backbone to their phone. And like those are, I mean, the PlayStation uh, partnered backbone was like $200 too, wasn't it? Just I, for the thing that attaches to your phone? I think so. Let me look quick. It was like, you know, somewhere between like the 130 to 200 range, which is egregious. It's amazing. Like, because you're paying for the experience. 
Um, let's see. Backbone one. God, I fucking hate how people make you jump through hoops. I just want to see the controller. $100. For the PlayStation branded one or the regular backbone? Uh, oh. And if I remember correctly, the PlayStation branded one was significantly more expensive than the same exact controller without the PlayStation branding. I don't know. I feel like I only see. I just see. Oh, PlayStation edition. Hang on. Yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, Backbone one for iPhone PlayStation edition is a hundred dollars. Okay. But let me see what their. Let me see what their regular iPhone controller is. Which I'm guessing can be compatible with just doing. Yeah, it's the same exact play? controller. Yeah. Because the PlayStation doesn't know the difference. Yeah, this is also saying $100. Hmm. So maybe the PlayStation 1 dropped? Because I vaguely remember it being higher as well. I thought it was like somewhere between like $50 and $70 more expensive. Yeah, I don't know. Daddy might need to pick this up. What? Who's Daddy? Can you get this one uh, laser etched with Daddy's favorite? I don't know. I don't know if they let me have that custom customizability, <laughs> custom ability. Yeah, you can uh, bring it over. I'm pretty sure my 3D printer has a laser engraver. I don't think it's meant for controllers, but we'll find out together. Who cares? It's only a hundred dollars, am I right? Exactly. Yeah. So basically, though. Well, okay, you're providing the phone. So, like, if this is $100, right, an attachment for your phone, mm-hmm. okay, let's say the Wi-Fi, if it's just Wi-Fi, let's say 150 right, because they're providing you a screen as well. But I also don't think that these backbone attachments should be $100. Oh, I mean, sure, I but I'm just talking about, like, what makes logical sense based on yeah. what we know. But my my immediate jump is that, like, it's going to cost... $250. It's going to cost more than a DualSense Edge, which is already, again, to your point, shouldn't cost as much as it does. And yeah, you just keep going down this like rabbit hole of like, you're not going to get anybody to, again, you want, you want adoption. You want like, you want it to get into people's hands and you're just not going to get that if you keep pricing people out of it. Like it's a novelty item. You have to like get people in on it. And nobody's going to be willing to pay $550 for effectively a party trick. Yeah. So that's also going to be super interesting around all of this. If it exists, will it be, will it be within a price range for the average, uh, for the average PlayStation user to say, yeah, this is worth it for me to pick up. I mean, so that Logitech G Cloud, I think, launched at two ninety nine or something like that, mm-hmm. and that was only Wi Fi enabled. I, I that just makes no sense to me. I yeah. mean, that's I, that's uh, it, that provides nothing that I can't already do. Yeah, I bought a ten dollar clip that attaches to an actual Xbox controller and holds my phone. 
and it's not providing anything that, or the, the Logitech thing isn't providing anything that my phone can't do. Right. Um, I can, I mean, in my office, I literally like my, I have a laptop. that's not a gaming PC, but I can play Xbox games on it. And I didn't like, that doesn't cost me any extra to do. I just don't get this. I don't understand what the selling point is. It's like, uh, it's not worth $300 to do something I can already do pretty comfortably too. Right. I think at the end of the day, the worst part about all of this is that I'm going to want to buy it. Whatever this, whatever this, uh, codename Q Light handheld is for for Sony. Mm. I'm gonna want to get it, and I hate that for me. That's uh, an awful situation to be in. Yeah. Uh, what's funny though is uh, in this article from Insider Gaming, but again, Tom Henderson. Uh, <laughs> it says, uh, you know, Sony is is getting ready, is ramping up for the second phase second phase of the PS5. Um, he quotes Jeff Grubb uh, as saying that. Um, and, you know, there's there's been rumblings that, like, a, a, you know, a big old PlayStation showcase needs to happen, all this stuff. Um, you know, in, in here it says that the Q-Lite, Insider Gaming understands that the Q-Lite is in its QA phase and is scheduled to release before the PlayStation 5 Pro, which, again, we aren't sure is real, and mm-hmm. after the detachable disk drive the detachable disk drive PS5. I thought it was just a detachable disk drive. I didn't realize it was a full-blown. So, initially, before the Tom Henderson article came out saying, like, talking about PS5 Pro and mid-generation upgrades or whatever, it was just Sony's going to stop manufacturing the PS5 with the disk drive and they're only going to standard they're going to standardize the digital edition and then sell um a USB-C disk drive you can just plug into the front of it which I'd love if they did that. Yeah, I think that's what it will be. I don't I don't really get this talk of like manufacture manufacturing a specific detachable disk drive PS5 yeah. unless they just start bundling it together which okay S- semantics there but yeah. it's going to be <laughs> going to be the digital edition with an external optical drive so it goes on to say that like that's the thing right so they have that coming and then other hardware including project nomad which are wireless earphones project voyager which is their new wireless headset the q light and then whatever the playstation 5 air quotes pro which would be uh it's all it's alleged by them to be holiday 2024 so between now between a year and a half worth of time we're going to see the detachable disk drive we're going to see new wireless earphones a new wireless headset this potential handheld and then wrap it all up with uh infinity war and endgame no wait the playstation 5 pro (laughs) i just i don't know uh maybe 
So I can't wait for the showcase to happen and none of this is talked about. Maybe the detachable disk drive because they're like, this is something that makes sense for us to just have as a, an item. So, hey, Spencer, you specifically who sometimes regret that you only bought the digital edition because you see things about uh, uh, things becoming obsolete and you're like, oh, well, as long as I have a physical copy of this thing that gives me a license, <laughs> that'll be good. Uh, It'll cost more than just getting the original like optical drive PS5. Yeah. Oh God, don't it's don't say that. It's gonna be a hundred fifty dollar drive. Gotcha, sucker. And they're not gonna manufacture the five hundred dollar PS5 anymore. So like, there you go. Hopefully, it's only fifty dollars. Um, but you just brought up my nightmare situation. But uh, that I can see being a thing, right? Like that that attachment just makes a ton of sense. Um, I mean, I guess a new wireless headset, like sure. But I just can't, like I said, I can't wait for the, none of this to like even come up whenever they have a showcase, which will probably be, you know, June. Yeah, my, my final thought is this will never see the light of day. Specifically the Q light, the, yeah. the handheld? Yeah. All right, well, I'll, you know, to be uh, contrarian, I'll say it will see the light of day. Okay. And there you have Fair it. Enough. Hey, that's how you play both sides. So we're the podcast that's always right. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Did Spencer or Mike predict something right? Who could have, who could have guessed? Back on our bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we adequately talked about a rumor for 40 minutes. Yeah. One that we said had no bearing and probably shouldn't even really be talked about. I'm just, don't mind me. I'm just patting myself on the shoulder. Making something out of nothing? Yeah. Wow. Look at us. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Tom Henderson is our hero because he lets us make content out of bullshit. Yeah. I'll take a fun rumor like this over, you know, I don't really know what a bad rumor is. Oh, I love talking about it. I liked talking about this more than mid-gen upgrades. Yes, 100%. 100%. But, like, it doesn't negate the fact that it frustrates me that someone is just trying to make a name for themselves and people run with it. Yeah. This one, I feel like more people picked up. Maybe I, Maybe I just wasn't online as much during the the midlife upgrade thing um so i don't know maybe that's the reason but i did i did feel like i saw like i said like benji sales was talking about it and not that you know he's like the perfect industry insider or anything but i feel like if other people within the industry are talking about it they must believe in it enough or they believe mm -hmm. in tom henderson enough one of the two so i don't know Regardless, remember when Tom Henderson and Jason Trier had a fight? Yeah, it was great. Good times. Good times. Take me back to last year? Question mark? Back when there was passion in video game journalism. Yeah. Yeah. People cared. Yeah. Fuck and you, Kotaku. Had an E3. Yeah, fuck you, Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it then for this episode. Apologies for the one-day delay. Um... There's... And for E3 getting canceled, I guess we can take responsibility for that too. Yeah. 
um, I, I poorly communicated. So uh, here we are. But next week, uh, we know for a fact we're going to try and uh, uh, test out the new Cyberpunk update that releases on the 11th. So we'll hopefully have some stuff to talk about there and just the, the new features as a whole. But um, that was thrown out to us by friend of the show and former um, uh, uh, member of the podcast. Yes. Sure. Guest. Guest of the podcast, uh, London. So um, at the very least, we know that's coming. And then anything else that, that pops up. So look forward to it. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you could, be so kind as to leave us a rating or review wherever you do listen. And I forgot to say it at the top, but we do post the audio of this podcast with a nice little graphic over on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to us over there. Leave a comment if it's to your liking. Other than that, the best thing you can do is share this podcast. And so, you know, we we uh, we moved on from moms. You know, we've had our we've had our fill of mothers, right, Mike? So, you know, a, a new a new era is set to be to to come for for the podcast. Uh, and so we have to find what what that new group is going to be. I I don't even remember what we said. Uh, last week but i know it was poorly planned and thought out um because it was at that moment that i decided to say that we don't care about moms anymore um but yeah so so what do we think but you know what feels right what's who who do we share it with this week let's share it with uh, the Easter Bunny. Oh, ooh! Share it with the Easter Bunny, or share it with somebody in your life who has died and come back to life after a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>